Because you guys have had children in the meantime of having well, been on the show. Well, why don't you guys tell us about what's new in your life, man? What's going on? What's yeah, what's going on? Yet? Let's actually start the show. What's going on? <laughs> what new movies have you watched? Hi, my name is Jerry J. Mason. I'm the, the writer and director of The Great and Terrible Day of the Lord, and I'm here with... Clark Runciman, uh, co-director of The Great and Terrible Day of the Lord. And, and editor. And I have uh, knocked up my wife in the last couple of years, so... Not um, out. I yeah. I, oh. Hopefully that answers all your questions. Very um, uh, yeah, yeah Clark we, and I we, like we to made a movie sex. and made babies. So you've had one child, two children, three, three. You three. What are you fucking Mormon? <laughs> God damn it! Irish twins. So many kids. Yeah. No, I have well, a three-year-old. I have a two-year-old, and I have a one-year-old. Now it's a competition between. Wait, Tom's got two. You got one. Three. Uh-oh. All right, Tom. Uh-oh. Zero, Uh-oh. Man. Yeah, I think you're next. No. Yeah, so we got three, two, one, and zero. I'm going to give a sectamide soon. No, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting <laughs> for number four. Everyone says that. Next daughter. I Everyone says I'm going to get vasectomized. <laughs> I'm getting vasectomized soon. I know there's like 37 masturbations between the vasectomy and the vasectomy, and I'm, uh, I'm that ready. That must be weird, right? You have an orgasm, just no show at the end, no I'm, firework. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm you, you know, know what? But, no, I, there's still a show. He's, it's he's just, moved on uh, to flashlights. It doesn't have its. It's just like it's a little more necrophilic. Anyway, sense. How beautiful! Congratulations. Can we ask? Yeah, have we gotten look, off the rails. No, no, children are lovely. Okay, the rails. I, you, I, I, the rails I, I, are firmly in place. I Clark. see Tom crossing off something, so I assume it's. Uh, yeah, but let me let me ask you guys, let me ask you this as fathers, and your ambitious careers as filmmakers. That's right. All three of us. Does, yeah. Does. Fucker. Are we does, about to get an actual question? We yes, this question. is an actual question. <laughs> right. does, I asked a does, question. We no one really asked no my fucking question. question. Does being a family man <laughs> and a father, does that motivate you more and give you more energy to accomplish these goals you're you're trying to achieve? Because, I mean, if you're successful, A, kids got a really easy life. But if you fail, you're going to fuck up their future. They're going to probably fucking go to my college. I'll help them out as much as possible. But I mean, in all honesty, does that really give you extra motivation? And For you to teach our children? No, 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 no. For you guys to really accomplish those goals. And, and you know, when you're tired and you don't want to go on or you get too drunk like we are on this podcast – to say fuck Dude, it wrong. And, and, dare you. and fight through it and and you know finish the edit a day or two sooner because that's a day or two sooner you get the next N- step of finishing. No, the answer I think is is no. Our kids, children mean nothing to us. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> kids this do much. not care about whether or not our movie was successful or whether or not our movie is watchable or good. Kids care about time spent with us. That is all kids care about is time spent. Mm-hmm. Exclusively, right? So I think the only thing I think about, I mean, we, we Clark and I are in the midst of trying to set up our next movie. I mean, obviously there is a writer strike happening as we're recording this podcast, at least with yeah. WGA. Um, this is which, one of my questions. Uh, does hamper a lot us trying to set up the next movie, which is fine because uh, we support the WGA, the WGA and their strike we would not try to move against them in any way so we are on pause for now and uh yeah interesting i think um all that matters is time spent with the kids and 
what I would want is a short as possible of a shoot um, in a place in which I could take my kids. Um, but in terms of whether or not it motivates me to... I've been thinking a lot about exploiting the kids. What do you guys think about that? Because I've been thinking about like when like I have a uh, personally and maybe this is my own exploitation of evilness. I have a f- Jared's going to die. Your AI will edit all this out. I have Jesus a five-year-old Christ, son. Literally <laughs> I have a five-year-old <laughs> son that loves zombies. Mm-hmm. And I really kind of want to do like a zombie short film with him being chased around by me in zombie makeup. Well, if you're not exploiting your kids, why did you have them, right? I mean, we can all agree. I will say 100% all of my kids were extreme accidents, surprises, and... You have two, right, Tom? I have two. The and they're named one, Revenue Stream 1 and Revenue Stream 2, correct? All close, but I will say the first kid, we didn't even know until she was seven months. And she- then two days later... Right after Stephen's birthday, it was like we were at Stephen's birthday. It was up in the mountains. I remember distinctly about. Is this. one of your kids named Stephen? No, Luke, it's Luke and Emma. Mm-hmm. I tell him, mm-hmm. Stephanie, come on, man. <laughs> I have Luke and Emma, and uh, no, my wife didn't buy Clarquette for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Clarquette. That sounds like some kind of French bakery dish. Keep uh, it in mind. It, it works. I keep trying. <laughs> How do you like those teas? I feel like they taste like shit. Finish telling me about your child. It's like, it's like in water the down tea. It's fine. But like the citrusy, there's like a sharpness that's not very good. Uh, is it with the citrus flavor that is on the label? Maybe. Perhaps? What do you think? I want to know because like I don't really dig. Like I'm, I, I'm okay because I love all things Kirkland Costco brand. Oh, we're sponsored. By Kirkland. Well, you know what I especially anyone love? who says otherwise is a shit dick. You know what I especially shit love dick. about Kirkland water is that Everything. it mixes so well with liquid IV. Oh, <laughs> we bridged the gap. <laughs> Twitch Shadows Podcast at liquidiv.com slash Twitch Shadows. Oh. Jesus Christ, is that just your MO? Is that your motif? You said motif earlier. Is that a fucking motif that I just witnessed? <laughs> I have not oh. had a beer. I have not had a Fuck. sip of twice now <laughs> jared i'm still drinking the i'm still getting well, there's drunk all off the, the liquid whiskey. iv jared right is, there. is so surrounded by towels that his, his <laughs> he might as well join the nba <laughs> clark i love you jared we're in the clear <laughs> there are words for you that start with r and i'm retarded i Tom, love you what happened to the with your children what were we talking about yeah i don't know you were telling us <laughs> The oh, no, oh with yeah, your child. yeah, so like my kid loves zombies and I'm like, maybe I should exploit that by like making a movie about like people being zombies and him as an actor. What do you, what am I talking about? Oh I yeah, I yeah. don't think it's about exploiting your kids. How like, has for, family, how has family life changed your views on filmmaking? Clark. It has not. So oh, almost at all, except that like I have a deeper understanding for some things, whereas before. But what about like your I'm, day job and and uh, let him finish his that. fucking answer. No, I want to. This is important. He's not let probably him finish his he's fucking not thinking answer. about how I want to ask, ask the question. Because, like, I'm thinking I, as a father myself with young children, and you have young a young child. I mean, I know you see you do like the pictures, and it's like pretty cool. And like, you and your wife do like cool photos. And I'm like, fuck, man, he's fucking so talented. I love him. At the time of this recording, Clark's child is how old? Uh, seven months and. Three days. 
seven months and three days. And I remember daughter. I've seen like you guys do some pictures and it's pretty cool. And I'm like, man, that's fucking cool, man. That's fucking awesome. Um, are you considering how do you cons- how do you reconcile that fact between your day job? Because I think that's what I love about the four of us as as filmmakers, not that Steven has kids or knows what that's all about. I mean, he kind of has kids. He's got some dogs and they're pretty awesome. And that's kind of like a child in the wow, sense. everyone just You're excludes kind of like us, me automatically, not really. huh? I'm just silent in the corner. Just got to target me right away, huh? You know what? Just sit in the corner and shut the fuck up. You know, uh, what I want to say is... Uh, but I, I think it's different cups to fill. Okay, sure. Like, uh, but I, what I want to say is like human babies. Um, it's so different. It's, it's so different. Life is so different uh, because we've started to like spawn these like little things that want our attention and like you have de- you have a day job we've talked about it a little bit it wasn't really brought up on the podcast but like you're working for a company that you're doing graphic uh design for and jared's doing a company like he has a day job and he's got kids how has that kind of affected your filmmaking and like is filmmaking a hobby or is it something that it's like, okay, this is still the dream, but I got to pay for the kids. Um, and I'll shut the fuck up now. Yeah. I, I have multiple cups that I try and fill. Um, so, uh, filmmaking has always been my dream and my passion. Um, and I try and do that to the fullest, fullest extent possible. Um, but I'm not going to commit my entire life to that. Like I have life to live. Um, part of that is devoted to my wife, Savannah. And I, I, that is its own cup that I try and fill and need to satisfy as a relationship on its own. My relationship with my daughter is one of its own. And sometimes they overlap. Like I love making fun videos with my family and, you know, editing, adding music, whatever. And that is a crossover, but I still consider them separate buckets uh, in which I need to satisfy them to, to different extents. Um, sometimes they take precedent over each other and that is something that I need to like take as it comes. I've had my daughter within the last year, so she has gotten a a lot of my attention. However, like I still have a very close relationship with my wife that I need to cultivate and continue to, um, appreciate as it evolves, um, because things have changed so much. But also I'm looking at, you know, my professional life, both my the career that pays my bills as well as my passion. So it's a balancing act between all of them and being able to to feed them where appropriate and being able to balance it. So right now we have finished The Great and Terrible Day of the Lord and we're prepping for our next film. Um, which Can we, is there a title? It's come to this. That is the title. It's come to this. Keep an eye out for it. Um, Dude, our eyes are so fucking peeled. uh, But it's about balance. Like sometimes, um, you know, we have a a moment where we need to work on the script or we've had a breakthrough that 
requires more involvement, more time. And that's uh, the point where, you know, I need to have a conversation with my family and be like, you know, I'm going to take some time and, and spend it on developing my dream. Um, and that will take precedent at that current time. Um, and, you know, I'll meet with Jared and we'll take a night to ourselves, um, stay up until the crack of dawn and workshop things. And, you know, my family does take a back seat in those moments, but I come back and try and fill that cup again with so, them. So it's absolutely a balancing act, but yeah. they, they're separate. They're, there's overlap, um, but I, I think you have to keep separate perspectives on them. So then with your balancing act, is it like I put all my attention here and then as that weighs, you know, it balances and that's coming down and you're putting too much attention, like, okay, let me shift it here. And then is it in large chunks essentially? Or do you try to just distribute it like evenly throughout your day or something? I th like I think how, 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 how have you come to balance all of that? Yeah, I, th I think it's fluid and being able to adapt. Like you have to. I don't know. You can't be rigid with those things. You got to like see it, kind it, of what works. Then. You can't say like, I'm going to spend 30% of my time working on my passion because it doesn't work out like that. You know, mm -hmm. things are different day to day, week to week. Um, it does sometimes work out like that. I have definitely with my wife um, on days in which I'm not working, uh, requested time to write, you know, uh, yeah, writing is difficult and time consuming, and you know, you know, I you have to make time for it. I try to write. I try to write every day. You know, I have a day job, like uh, Tom said, and it's difficult to write every day when you're going into an office. I don't work from home, um, so when I'm trying to write a script, I do make time at home uh, to like actually have two hours by myself to be able to take some time and write a few pages and, and get that out of the way. You know, I, we're writing our third movie as we speak, you know, and that is a time consuming compromising process, you know, but it is weighted like those comes in those moments come and go in waves mm -hmm. where like you are, you need to be a little bit more dedicated to one thing or another. Yeah. And, you know, it takes a little bit of com communication. What the fuck, Tom? <laughs> Tom doesn't communicate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I like my next short. You have to have your yeah, ducks in a row to be able to, you know, pull yourself away from your family for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Have them be OK with it. Keep them in the back of your mind, obviously, but be able to devote yourself entirely to something else for a little bit, knowing that you're. Like that's not going to consume you. Yeah, yeah weighted weighted is the right word. You know, like uh, it's like an AP test. You know, it's like that time that you have away. I remember AP mm -hmm. tests. I failed them all. Okay, not true. Uh, I not true. So something I'll I'll never understand are the people who throw themselves entirely into their dream and i respect them I, I i think that they produce incredible things by doing so nothing, but buddy. i will never never be able to do that because you like i i have my other priorities you well, know you're like pulled in so many different I, ways now too though right well i have i mean even before did that apply well this Less comes so. 
this comes to my uh, next question. And wait, hold on, let him finish. Jesus Christ, I mean, if- well, at this point in my life, I have multiple things that I love, and I'm going yeah. to entertain them um, each individually. Um, but it is—I don't know. It's it's balance. It's being able yeah. to give yourself to certain things um, to the extent that they need. And, you know, we need to fulfill ourselves and to do so, um, we have to chase our dreams as well as stay in reality. And it's a little bit of a division and sometimes controversial to be able to chase those dreams and move outside of your comfort zone and your, like where our, your family is. Um, you know, your home base uh, to be able to chase that. My kids say, I love you. They say, I miss you. You know, now, you know. Um, I miss you, huh? When, I, I miss you is hard. Four vocabulary words. Yeah. Daddy, I miss you. Wish you were here. Love it, you. <laughs> it's hard. It, it's hard. And I take business trips too, you know. I was on a business trip this past week, you know, and I FaceTime with my kids every day. And Really? Yeah. Damn, man. I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm slacking, man. They would say. I just say, don't care, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie where he tries to give his kid a cool doll. Well, some of us love our kids, and that's cool. Um, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, my, yeah, my son, when I see him on I'm FaceTime sorry. and I'm, stuff, I'm, he's like, I miss you. I love you. And, you know. Yeah. Um, you know. How old are your kids again, Jared? I'm sorry. Three turning four, two and a half, and pretty freshly one. Oh, uh, you haven't got like a kid yet? <laughs> no, they're all under four for sure. Oh, you know? man. Um, that motherfucker had been downloading shit on my computer, dude. Like, well, how, did, how old is uh, Luke now? He's five. He's going to be six. So after four or something, it's like a ma- massive difference? or I just don't think he understands that like there are there's Bioshock and there's the, the Bioshock remastered. And like he doesn't need to play both. Oh, okay. No, my so kid does not the understand the difference. Four and five? <laughs> yeah. it was like, between that's Bioshock yeah, okay. and Bioshock and Master. <laughs> I, I will give you that. Uh, uh, but I wanted to talk. So <laughs> I I asked the initial question. I got to piss. But the, this question comes into a, per, a question about myself. And Steven is a part of this. And it's. This is something that I, I remember asking, talking to you guys about this a little bit the last time. But we never, we were never in the place where we were with Dickhead. So we've never been in the place in Dickhead where we are now. And I know Steven, Steven wants to, he wants to keep cutting and he wants to keep like refining. He wants to smooth it out like a, like a nice, good, like Asian whore that like you paid a good amount of money for. Um, But I'm thinking like, but this is there. I have this idea of this anthology. And I, I think I talked to you guys about this last time about maybe doing an anthology and like using what we have as like for equipment and crew to kind of create something a little bit on whatever, like on our scale, on our budget, like Stephen and I will buy more lights. Stephen, like we have lights, like we have the red, we have black magics, things like that. Mm-hmm. And like I wanted to pitch this to you guys because I know Jared and you, Clark, are you're both our writers, and 
Jared uh, likes to write more and Clark, you like to direct more. But I want to do like, I, I really have this idea for this anthology. And I kind of had this idea that like it takes place during like a Barstow film festival. Because there's that Barstow drive-in theater. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how much would it cost for us to rent it? And then film an anthology there. And this is a personal question of my own about the anthology and like, would you guys want to do an anthology and like where you write and direct like your own thing. But Steve and I would be bringing the crew. We would, we would find a DP and we'd use our, our gear or our camera, our lighting that we've purchased ourselves. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. part of it, I, you know, and you have to use what you have available to you. You know, I, I think, if you know you can film at a Barstow drive-in, you know, then you film the Barstow drive-in. That makes perfect sense. Um, but that's like the setup. Picture, that's yeah. the uh, the Tales of device. the Crypt. That's right. the framing device, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think, that, you know, that works well. That that all comes back to good writing. Um, because of my thing is, device. this is what I think of. Sorry, Thank sorry, you, sorry to interrupt you, Jared, a little bit. But, like, this is what I'm thinking, and this is what bothers me, is it's just like, I want to meet and write and talk about like our stories and scripts and oh yeah, give me some more, buddy. I definitely need it. <laughs> That's a plenty. A splash. A splash for Clark. But like Jared, that, that I talked to you about this a little bit, I think, last yeah. time. And I really it's just it's just been okay. my dream. But I mean Dickhead's been my main focus, but also we're at a point where maybe Dickhead's like reached where it's at and it's gonna i mean steven says no but he hasn't seen the other takes and a lot of scenes that's true i have not and when he and like when i was trying to i was trying to explain to him like buddy we're hitting a point where it's like it's just going to be worse the more we cut it because no, it's not dude it, it has not yet been that it will get there, there. Is, we have not gotten to a point where we've cut it and made it worse well, I no, think no, you no. guys brought up the concept of diminishing returns. So there's definitely a point where yeah. you reach that and it just needs to get out regardless of yeah. where it is. Because nobody's going to discover you while you're creating content. It's after you've created it and put it out into the world that it can be discovered and evolve. You're you're 100% right. And I see that when Tom's editing, but then once I come in and give him my adjustments, oh my God, you know, the whole world just opens up. It's like, buddy, we could do this and this and this. Well, uh, no, I, but, but, but in all, in all seriousness, you're right. But I would say put that effort towards something new. Like, no, no, no. Hold on. I would say you guys are 100% right. We're still stuck in the editing phase like you were. You know, you see a much bigger world than us right now. But what what we've been accomplishing from earlier drafts to this edit, it is substantial. And all the adjustments made thus far have produced a better version of every single scene. So until I stop seeing that happen, then sure, I'll be like, okay, yeah, you're right. It is who cares about a millisecond here, a millisecond there. But literally, it's a lot better. I mean, if you could see the last editor we had and what 
was produced there versus what we have now, I mean, maybe you'd be like, yeah, it still sucks. But you would also be like, I'd rather watch have spent my life on this to help you guys versus that because whatever was that was just garbage and you wasted my time and I hate you. <laughs> you know, there, there's literally that difference. And when I, when I stop seeing that, then, yeah, I can concede. But also just with me saying it's not done yet is also like, okay, we need to adjust this shot and for that shot, take, you know, maybe do a J cut versus an L cut. And it's just minimal differences. But, you know, still, like, until I get there, I'm not going to be satisfied, you know. Right. Like, well, you guys are a partnership. So I would say, Tom, give, you know, Steve a complete creative control for a cut. Like, give him a cut and well, see Tom's how it a, works. Tom's, and- a big per- Tom's a big picture kind of person. And I'm just kind of stuck in the minutia of everything. And so that's where he really excels is just kind of bringing me out of that. And then that's when I excel is just kind of be like, look, Tom, you got to look at this glaring flaw here. Like this mm-hmm. blemish is very ugly. We got to fix that. You and, be able and, to finish, and then that's though. how we really complement each other is just the different, like the best way we complement uh, each other is in our differences, I think. How how about you guys? Like, what do you guys think is one of the best ways you compliment each other? Then, uh, in, ever, <laughs> in every way, we are the perfect couple. <laughs> okay, explain that. Yeah, yeah, explain that to us because I want to get there with him, but sometimes he just looks at everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because we overlap in so many ways, mm-hmm. um, but we do have a similar thought process on everything. And we do have the benefit of having worked together for 14 years at this point. So we have a shorthand established by this point. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, the division is pretty unclear. We try and fill in the gaps uh, wherever possible. Um, it's, yeah, we don't have any clear dividing lines between us that I know of. Um, (laughs) yeah. So it's, we respect each other's opinions enough to accept them at any stage in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's Jared is much better at, uh, writing than I am and happy to admit that. But to his credit, he is accepting of my feedback on that writing, um, and vice versa, whatever my strength might be that he would like to clarify momentarily. Um, yeah. clarify, uh, sure. but <laughs> Jared's gonna fucking die. Look at him. <laughs> uh, yeah. but it's very much a, a give and take. And Jared's had a rough week. <laughs> I have no, but Clark's right, uh, you know. Uh, I'll usually write something and then Clark will have feedback and I'll rewrite based on his feedback and uh. You know, we get pretty close to what we are both envisioning based on that. Um, he usually concedes to where the script needs to go, but, you know, he has general thoughts, and I don't take any of his thoughts for granted. You know, they're, all, they're always something that I seriously consider into the strength of the overall script, you know. So, but if I don't think they would fit, then Clark usually accepts that. And it's always conversational. 
Yeah. You know, like if we're at a point in our relationship where nothing is taken for granted. Yeah. Um, the, the feedback, you know, it's not just haphazard uh, like you might get from a, a random person watching your film or something. Um, we understand each other enough to to know when to interject and you can drink that Kirkland shit. That's yeah. All I, gotta, I gotta know like Jesus fucking Christ. Clark. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I drink it and I'm like, okay, I paid 10 bucks for these bottles, but there's something it leaves a taste in my mouth where I'm like. So I gather Costco's not a sponsor might, of this show. No, Costco. No. Yeah. But they do sell liquid IV. Costco does sell liquid <laughs> IV. No, look, I'm just saying, look, it's not, it's no spark on Costco. Um, it's just like I bought that, uh, that tea. It was like a diet tea. It's, should be healthier. <laughs> Who knows? But you should buy liquid IV in bulk because but you should buy bulk. Twin Shadows uh, podcast. Uh, LiquidIV.com So, and our, our promo code, I think it's TSP. I hope. No, it's not. It's so, not that. So, listen to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not that. I, that's all I know. I would say um, I'm going to pee. We definitely got to get you guys back on. Um, but ultimately, I think one of the biggest aspects that appears is the fact of respect and learning that. And I could continue on. Maybe I will because Tom's going to take off. Just shortly. And very, then we'll wrap up. Very shortly. No, wrap up. I got 25 more questions. Oh, I think it might be time, buddy. But if we can uh, continue on that with what you said about respect, it is about respecting each other's opinions whenever we feel strongly about it because sometimes yeah. we'll latch on to something oh, and yeah. Jesus, feel, I know. feel passionately about it and need to you know, hold a day-long conversation about that one specific aspect of something. Um, so it's giving each other the space to do that, but also standing our ground enough to fight back. Uh, if we don't feel strongly about something and the other does, then that wins over. You know, like if we, we respect well, each other enough to value strong opinions yeah, from we, one another. Yeah, we tend to concede to whoever feels yeah, well, see, the most that's, important. That, that's the thing. And, you know, going off of me and Tom, you know, because then what happens when you disagree and then, you know, I, I know Tom will concede to me when he's like, oh, He's not letting up, but sometimes me not letting up is just, I, I don't know. If, I, sometimes I'm not sure if I'm not letting up because I think it's the right choice and the right avenue to take versus I'm just not letting up because I'm, my ego is getting in the way of this yeah. and I just don't want to concede, you know, and that's certainly one of the difficult, most difficult things to me. And also just one of the most difficult things discussing with him is like where, to have to engage in that confrontation where it's like, man, you're wrong, but I don't want to get into this because I'm, I don't know how I'm going to approach it. And then I don't know if I have the resilience to be calm and diplomatic about it. Yeah. You know, 
So, so how do you other? guys navigate that? Because I mean, I'm sure you run into where you're like, "Fuck you, Jared. You just don't fucking know about this," you know, <laughs> oh, for sure, and vice versa, and and not disrespect to one or the other, but just you know, you get frustrated with one of another. Yeah, you know? that's a part of a relationship. Well, that happened on the script that we're currently trying to produce. Um, is I got hung up on some details. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and trying to figure out the logistics of something extremely minute within the scope of the movie mm-hmm. um, and went down a rabbit hole and was providing evidence from that rabbit hole. Um, but to our credit, to J- Jared's credit, we like don't let that rest until it's resolved. Um, so in this particular case, we were texting for like, two days straight going back and forth. Yeah. Like texting paragraphs about, you know, our, uh, opposing opinions and, uh, like we, we let it allowed itself to reach its resolution, which was me conceding that, you know, I, I was diving too deep. It didn't matter in the grand scope of things. Um, got caught up in the weeds, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and that's just one example, but you know, uh, we'll reach a resolution no matter what. Like we, yeah. we, uh, credit to our relationship is that we don't leave things hang. Um, you know, if one of us has a problem, we work through it until it's finalized, even if that takes days, which usually is not the case. Usually we can provide an argument and, you know, the most vehement of us prevails usually. Um, but you know, if we, if one of us feels strongly opposed, that's listened to. And, you know, like we were able to have some give and take in that sense where like, we're able to give up some things we're passionate about and we're able to, um, gain some ground on things that, you know, we oppose. So then do you always feel like you guys reach that resolution and that's part of the key then? Are are there instances where you just don't? And then how do you deal with that if that happens? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, jokingly, I'd say that, uh, you know, when, when we reach those resolutions and then we find out that somebody was wrong, we get to hold it against the other person. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Which is wonderful. Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. Love <laughs> yeah, holding like, things against see, people. See, I told you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you so is one of, one of my favorite phrases <laughs> yeah. to be able to say. Um, but it's never held against the other, you know, mm-hmm. we're, uh, aware of each other's expertise because we're both in the same boat and we both have essentially the same experience. Um, so it, it, all of our input is perspective based Yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if somebody has more knowledge on a subject, they, you know, get more weight. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, uh, we're just, um, respectful of one another's passions and, you know, Jared wanted the wonder in the movie. So, and, and like, I didn't have a clear argument against it, you know, Mm -hmm. like it didn't have the experience. Now I might have that. Um, (laughs) my fault. (laughs) Clark, let's put the mic just a little bit closer to your face there. Gladly. Thank you. Um, 
I might have more soft spoken, very you know, very eloquent and beautiful. And go on. You just gotta get please. the mic. beautiful. Please elegant. continue. Yes. <laughs> just get the mic a little closer. That's all I'm asking. You know, I'm not. I'm not asking. Yeah, look for... at you, motherfucker. Get your mic a little closer. Look at you. You ever say you've heard me breathe on this goddamn thing? You want me as far away as I possible. want you up on it. I'll get close as I want, See, maybe. You know, I'll get close, buddy, motherfucker. I'll get close yeah, like goddamn yeah. Elvis Presley. And I'll That's how we get the listeners. All the ladies fucking squirt like that at Liquid IV all over the place. But the one in yeah. Great and Terrible Day of the Lord Warner. is, There's many is squirts, some, something that I bought into very, very early and am uh, not... I, I convinced Steven of this, too, when Dickhead, and uh, we cut the shit out of that one you cut it so hard. It's not a one or even close. Practically, we gutted it to make it fix. And you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is something that I bought into very, very early. Um, uh, Jared sold it to me panic very attack, well. By the way, you know, it, panic it, attack. It, I had a it panic did. attack on the day it set. It's the pretentious ones that want the one or yeah. Continue. Of fight. course. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mustache it, is a little curled, curled here. Uh, it's it scoped Help. the house well. It allowed yeah. for um, uh, some exposition oh, from the characters. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, maybe I. No, I, I'm happy with our decision to have gone along with that. Um, the wine scene. Joint decision. <laughs> that that was from the get go. To oh, I'm not saying it's a bad scene. I think it's the pivotal scene. There's two pivotal scenes in Great and Terrible Day. I don't know you're not. You may be talking about the f- new film you're talking about. No. Um, but for Great and Terrible Day of the Lord, there's like two pivotal scenes, and it's in the car. Both because, of like I said, there's there's a change in the attitude of, uh, God damn it. Gabby. Gabby's character, yes. I can't remember her name. Grace, maybe. Gabby? Our actress. Oh, Grace? Jordan. 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 Grace is our actress. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm I'm really drunk. I'm, yeah. So uh, there's like these two scenes. There's like the wine scene where there's a, this, this shift of the power dynamic between your characters in Great Interpret Day of the Lord because the wine scene is like God, or, well, spoilers. Should I spoil? Can't really spoil. I don't know. The entity possessing the... Don't spoil anything, Jesus Christ. Swede. Whatever the fuck. Jack Swede? The Swede. (laughs) (laughs) Jack Swede. And then there's the car. And I know you're probably like thinking, like, the car. Why is is he bringing that up, the car? But to me... No, the Car was pivotal, it's very for, pivotal. for the movie itself, but it was also pivotal for the production as well because that was the first time that we saw Suede really come out as an actor. And yes, and, because that's when he's like, that's when it's a, kind of like a reveal of the intention of the character. For the but for the then most we part, have this beautiful moment. There's like this beautiful moment where the film turns into like almost like. Almost like the purest of horror, and you're like, "Ooh, like I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this all movie." Where like, it's essentially like almost like Satan's like present in the film, and like 
you have this like you like the devils like fucking like interpreting the scenes and you have like the this the tie the episode the 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 cuts are tighter and it's like everything's going through the house and it's like fuck man like just leave me alone satan just i just need a minute i just need a minute satan and satan's like no man you don't get a choice like you've been following me all along right satan's like fuck your cunt mother is that a big spoiler Uh, a little but you know it's a three-year-old movie at this point um no the car scene is pivotal i agree it's halfway through the movie it's exactly the halfway point but i feel like that was the scene where i was watching and i was like this is where they want me to pay attention yes it's where we want you to be on jordan's side yes because the lord's like look you can leave but you're gonna die and then you're like well Right, it's her moment where she chooses to stay in the house. This is where she gets her power in a sense because she gets to decide what her fate. Right, whether right or wrong. Because we have before this, it's just like crazy man, this is crazy. Let's just cut. Let's like like that's why I'm like this is where you guys could have cut as much as you wanted. Because up until this point of the film, it's like, okay, we're dealing with crazy man. Great. Crazy man is crazy. But then you get to this scene where she's like, she has the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like the scene where Sandra Bullock calls like Keanu Reeves in speed. Like, hey, she calls him like, hey, baby, what's up? You want to get on my bus? Even though they're on the same bus. They're on the same bus. But like, uh, you know, the guy from. Uh, what's that, that guy's name? Uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. That, that was, was his, his name. name in the movie. Jeff Daniels <laughs> is like, we got it, man. We're cool. <laughs> Get off the bus, man. Don't worry. We caught him. Don't worry about it. Right? And Keanu's like, I don't know, man. He's still talking to me. You guys don't know. He's still going 50 fucking miles an hour. Like, I seen speed. And I was, I mean, I'm not saying that the Great Internal Day Lord is speed. It's probably better than speed, in all honesty. Where are you going? So, yeah. So, to bring this around, I feel like I'm on speed. That's interesting. Where was I going? I don't know. You had a really, you were poignant, man, but then you went on speed and you lost. Oh, it. it's about the car scene. Cause the car oh, scene, okay. I think is so fucking, it's like, it's like chef's kiss, you know, it's pivotal. It's this, it's this moment of transition between what the character is and who the character will be. Um, and, and I think you guys just captured that in such a magical way. And that's why. I wanted wanted to invite you to be on my anthology. <laughs> <laughs> that scene actually got a standing ova- ovation from the crew watching yeah. it, and we had filmed mostly linearly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's the big scene. That's the scene where she starts to believe. It's like the Matrix. You remember in the Matrix? 
I remember the Matrix. <laughs> you remember the Matrix for a, where like Morpheus is like, maybe I can't punch this guy. Like I could punch him. You remember that? I do. No, I don't remember. He's Morpheus like, to say that I can like, punch this guy. But Morpheus is fighting Neo, and they're like, oh my god, like this is such a big deal. Morpheus has fought all of us, and he kicked all our asses. And like Morph, and like Neo's like. Yeah, I thought, I thought like I play Street Fighter, dude. Like you ain't that big a deal. So the he's car like, scene I know was a big scene for you guys, then, huh? So it Jared, was. It was pivotal Jared, for the Jared, production. Dude, you're the writer. You're the writer, Tom. It was. We gotta. We gotta wrap it, man. Oh, we gotta wrap it. So if we but could we summarize, gotta, we, we and gotta answer continue though too. All of your questions. We gotta. We Ooh. haven't made it out of post production. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've answered cool. a single no, one of your questions. We talked about score. We talked about all that um, color. Color. We talked about that. If I could wrap up, it would be a flashlight. A flashlight. Liquid Wait, IV. Flesh, <laughs> mouth, flesh, light, flesh, bright. Do they okay. call it a flashlight because it looks like a flashlight yes. made of flesh? Yes. Correct. That's but really disgusting. Uh, no I, I have five questions to it wrap up. It doesn't light no, up. I have a question. Okay. The, <laughs> you you the can't vagina, put on your dick and then turn it the on. The fake vagina it... does not emit light. No. So it, it, none. It's a misnomer to call it a flashlight. Yeah. Because so it's, no. it's not flesh that emits So when you light. guys went to that movie theater and it blacked out, you couldn't pull the flashlight out. <laughs> it feel comfortable again. Is it <laughs> correct? Because it's like a, it's a cyndrical shape of flesh. Yes, tell us. You know what the most interesting <laughs> thing is? We all believe whatever Tom will tell us when it comes to like flashlights, don't we? Because he just seems believable in yeah. the field. It's just like this guy probably knows. <laughs> yeah, people just turn it out. I mean, to be fair, I haven't. But one time but in my you life, do know. Yes. other than the purple dildos. Okay, so I got five more questions I want to ask. And no, this could let be them finish up. Look, we got to get you guys on again because this is going to be a two-parter. I got to finish another episode, so that gives us three weeks to meet again if you guys can. And then we'll follow up and finish off from post-production. We could probably make that happen in a mm -hmm. month. Yeah, we'll give you a month. We'll take a week off. So, we'll take two weeks off. Are we don't, I mean, we could throw something in the middle before we get them on. That way it's like one, two... Because literally, the last time we had you guys on, you guys are the only ones who have had four ep ep parts. Mm -hmm. So we can do like a four-parter again. Sexy. So. I can barely see Steven. That's how I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so is that possible? Can we do that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because no, well, Jared doesn't answer anything. No, let's do it. Jared's down. He's going to de watch Dead Kid right now. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, yep, I'm ready. Throw it on. But that way you guys can go about your day. Jared, you, you can take a nap. You can sleep here, man. Spend the I night. I have to. Spend the night. You no, take my you room. Probably, I'll I give mean, you a pillow. Whatever you want. I'm looking at the... I know I drank some. Maybe most. But there's a lot of empty whiskey bottles over there for some reason. Yeah. There I don't think you could define it as some. <laughs> at least there's a... For the Canadians out there, there's at least 1.2 meters of empty alcohol over there. <laughs> but I got five questions I want to ask, and you guys can answer these very quickly. 
Well, okay, I tried. We, we've entered the rapid fire. <laughs> no, no, next, next time, Tom. No, just you got this, Jared. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's gonna be real quick. Okay. <clears throat> what role do you each see in fe- your own feature projects? Are you directors, writers? Well, that wasn't both? really a quick question. Was <laughs> like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> what's your favorite food? Are you directing and writing your next feature, or is are you just pure directing, editing? Answer. Writing, directing, plus. Jared. Next time. Next time. Okay. Um. What have what have you seen as some unexpected consequences from the great and terrible day of the Lord, buddy? We gotta say that for next time, man. That's some okay. Good that's next time, um, how can we help you guys as the dog and pony picture show? Other than as a podcast, can we help in shooting your next feature or helping in any direct, any way like that? I was Next expecting time. some one-word <laughs> questions or one-word answers. I'm sorry, but I tried to help you. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, the next question. Any questions for us? I'm guessing that's no. Uh, yeah. Movie trivia. Next time. Uh, Jared and Clark will be on again very soon. <laughs> Where can we find you guys until then? Yeah. Uh, dog and pokey. Uh, yeah. Dogandponypictures.com. And then where can we find the great and terrible day of the Lord? Dogandponypictures.com. Also on Tubi. Also on Tubi. It's available on Amazon and Apple Plus. You Anywhere where you buy movies. And where's the best place to view it for you guys? Is it Amazon? I'll say yes. I'll, I'll end up there. 